Welcome to my podcast on my fourth episode. Tonight I want to play this theme here and think of an old friend, Bill Pierce. He had the radio show Night Sounds. For many decades he uh, was a voice of silence in a world of storm, voice of calm, compassion, spiritual guidance in a world of lacking. to think of Bill Pierce a little bit tonight because my main priority here with this podcast is about spirituality. And for many years, when I was growing up, I would listen to Bill Pierce religiously. And he was a spiritual teacher of mine. And he would have a radio show called Night Sounds. And Bill had this deep voice, and he would play the trombone, and he was a gospel performer. So when I think of Bill Pierce, I think of the reasons why I got into the kind of work I do, why the sort of things that kept me busy have kept me busy. And it all began with him with his podcast, his radio show. Thinking about all the people he would reach out to, the lonely truckers on the road, the people having a bad day after work, driving home, or driving to. He would play music and he would always seem to find the center, the balance, be able to tell people that what they were doing was being guided by some higher power. And of course that higher power was God. In much the same way I tried to follow those very steps in my life not because of his radio show but because in all of our lives there is some deeper meaning beyond ourselves and with a lot of the charities and things I've been a part of this has been my driving force and it's all about coming together it's all about friends and family and people that are strangers that unite under one word, compassion. Compassion literally means a shared passion. It means a communal spirit. And that's what I found in, in my work. I um, was 17 years old when I knew what I wanted to do with my life and when I went to college I knew that I wanted to do something different than just make money. I haven't been successful in my career at making a lot of money because as a psychologist I picked a choice of helping people rather than making money. 
you don't go into any of these fields for recognition or money or anything. So tonight I want to talk about the story of a particular group, Jessica's Candle. But I was a co-president and co-spokesperson um, for this, shall we say, and how I got into it. First of all, you know, I look at all these people that helped me, that I helped, that we all had this common goal. And it stands to reason, no matter if you're helping, like I do now with youth, or you're helping veterans, or you're helping people in nursing homes, hospitals, or you're a minister of the, of the faith, you're, you're not going to get the recognition. So this is the untold story of Jessica's Candle and part of it. And to really go into some of these people, I have to go back to 9-11. You know, when 9-11 happened, I was in college. And I had friends at the community college and at the university, so I would prefer to go to the community college on my break and visit some of my old friends that I knew. And on one of these visits, I found out about the Twin Towers falling. It was September 11th, 2001. And I live very close to Shanksville, Pennsylvania. So for me, when this happened, it wasn't something that happened far away. And you grow up with this idea of this town being never having any recognition this horrible horrible tragedy happening all these amazingly wonderful beautiful people dying because of this and you start to see um, a lot of people trying to number one deal with it and number two memorialize these people that have died. And I was out camping up in Somerset one day, and I had a bottle of wine. And it was a private campground. And I it was the first and the only time I've ever camped at this campground. So I happened to have these people pull in next to us. And they had this tractor trailer rig whatever it was and I had never met them before so they asked you know can we camp here and I said well the woman that owns the place will be in in the morning I'm sure that if you pay her in the morning it won't matter and we sat around talking to these people and they said to me do you realize what we have here and I said no you know it's dark out and they had a very large, I believe 20 foot, maybe larger, steel sculpture of an angel. And this artist was Lee Hennessy from, uh, at the time, Washington State. Her husband uh, was a man that looked, looked a lot like Crocodile Dundee. I mean, he just had that trucker look. And we sat around and talked. And I was really taken, taken by these people and what they were doing because of all the other people I'd met. They were the only ones that really had the 
sense of what had happened during 9-11 and trying to memorialize it in a way that was beautiful, calming, and peaceful. So this happened and of course the uh, time ticks by, doesn't it? Because the war broke out in Iraq and Afghanistan both and our country was in the middle of this this great war and this young girl was captured with her I believe she was a supply and she was from West Virginia and I'm watching television and it really struck me because you know I, I come from a family my father was merchant marines my uncle was a marine my brother was in Vietnam we were discussing just how many people this war was going to be impacting their lives people that were going to die and my father was always proud of his service and everything that went with it but every one of these veterans you meet has a certain amount of they acknowledge what it means to to be in war they acknowledge the cost so this this girl disappeared along with several other people in her uh, group that were captured and she was the POW PFC Jessica Lynch so it really touched me and I sat there that night and it bothered me I was actually in tears over it her and every one of these people they mentioned and I thought you know this is a young person like myself with a sense of service and I pray to God that she's okay so I contacted this guy that I had known and his name was Drew Anderson he wound up being an actor out of uh, San Mateo California I believe it was and he was at the time about the same age I am now so he had started this group specifically about this very incident with Jessica Lynch and it was called Jessica's Candle and he wanted me to be a liaison and also a co-president for him uh, when he had found out that I had worked on similar groups I'd ran a group called the Posse that had several thousand members and knew my way on how to deal with facilitating this kind of an operation that he wanted to take which was to send, send a voice of love and prayer that this young lady and we'd done it with many veterans too at the time it wasn't just Jessica Lynch there was uh, Sergeant Alva there were several others and he he wanted me to help him with this so we had a, many many conversations on the phone about this Drew Anderson had also been a uh, his father had been 
Well, first of all, he had been in the book industry, and his father had been a POW, I believe, on the European front. He had been captured uh, by the Germans, and it was a horrific story. So we could relate, both of us. We were not, we were more left to middle of the road in our political views, but we were very supportive of the soldiers. Both of us, we came from military families. And Drew, for one, and I were, found that we could speak for hours on issues. And um, there was another man, Anthony, who used to um, do this skit as the godfather for kids that were in trouble or hurt and wound up being hurt by a drunk driver and had a lot of health problems from it and he was a very kind compassionate person uh, had gotten into the cause of giving speeches at schools and so in, in the meantime of all of this we had several people some of them famous Hollywood people, some of them in the music industry. All these people were all combined in this effort to send love and prayers to these, these soldiers. And for me, my aspect, it was Jessica Lynch. And Jessica's candle became something that was exactly what Bill Pierce had spoken of something that starts out as one voice and becomes a message of love and faith. And I told Drew at the time, I said, you know, Drew, the Bible states that if two people pray together for something, that it'll happen. And at this time, Jessica Lynch was becoming very promoted as a figure for the war effort, you know, she was somebody that that they were looking for, and they found her. We were all uh, we were so excited when they found her. It was just we found her. I hope she's okay. I hope this young lady can have a normal life. And then we found that several other people hadn't. Uh, Lori Piastuya. Uh, we were praying for other people like Sashandra Johnson. And all these, all these other amazing people, some had lived, and some had not. And we realized the traumatic thing that this young lady had been through. So we had thousands and thousands of emails back and forth, conversations with people that we wanted to put into this big sense of love and kindness. What's Sash? The cat's here. She says, she said I'd, she would do the same. Huh. <laughs> but anyhow, we had this, this great, wonderful thing we wanted to do. And uh, I said to Drew, I said, you know, let me look up this angel lady that, um, <coughs> sorry. This angel lady that was, I've met after, right after 9-11, I said, she did these angel sculptures for all three of the World Trade Center sites, Pentagon and Shanksville. And I showed him, showed him what I knew about it. And it took me, took me about a week to figure out where she was at. 
wound up being that she just lived a block away from my grandmother at the time. <laughs> so, of all things that happens, it's that synchronicity that when you're doing something for the right reason, and you're doing it for, I believe, a higher reason, be it God's reason or whatever, things just seem to fall into place. So I contacted Lee, and she was all excited to do it. In fact, that was something she'd thought about doing. And it took a, a while, but they had another angel made. And I went down with her and her husband down to uh, Jess Glinch's town, Ward County. It uh, wasn't so much Palestine, West Virginia. They're both on the border there. And we had set up this, this big parade, not parade, but this big gathering that we were going to at the front of the courthouse, put this angel statue in, sculpture, and dedicate it. And so we get down there, it's about 8 o'clock at night. We talk to a few people and we realize they never put an angel sculpture in before. And the metal sleeve that it sits on, that, that, that holds it up, has to have a anchoring point. So you have to have a metal sleeve in there into concrete. And we had to make one. So we're, at, we're in this, this courthouse uh, green at, we run up to Lowe's and we get what we need. And we're there at 11 o'clock at night. And we think, where are we going to get this metal for the sleeve? We have a couple hours before this all goes on. And we just happen to run into this guy that has a junkyard that just happened to have the exact piece of metal cut cut to, I mean, perfect specifications we needed. And God just seemed to put those people right in your path when you need them. And so we got it all done and we got a motel room and I sat there with him, we talked a little bit, and the next day we had the young Marines help put this sculpture up. And I I did what I always do. I'm not looking for recognition or fame. I could care less about it. So I stood back in the crowd and I let Lee handle all of it because it was her angel and she did all of that aspect of it. I was a liaison for Jessica's candle, bringing her there. And we did that and then we met with Jesse, Jessica Lynch's family, wonderful people, down to earth. You know, they went from being everyday normal people to having all this media attention, and it was overwhelming, obviously. And I later went back with Lee. We did a, uh, at, the, at the elementary school, we did a little assembly with the students and made these uh, like lawn ornaments with their names and prayers for taking to the 9-11 sites especially at Shanksville and I got to spend time I stayed at this teacher's house I believe her name was Miss Smith and while we were there you see I had people from that area that had been members of Jessica's Candle one of these people had 
a uh, nephew that a uh, bullet when he was doing training came back and hit him and he was horribly you know the, the poor guy was in a ICU and it was a really horrible situation and we went to this prayer vigil at the Fort County uh, um, courthouse and everybody was given a little candle and got up you could say something I, I didn't speak I, I was very like just overwhelmed by the emotions the outpouring and it was strange because just just two weeks before that they did the same thing for Jessica Lynch and I saw the outpouring of beauty of this community this entire community came out to pray for this guy and that, that light from those candles meant so much. It meant a lot. And it wasn't the angel sculpture. It wasn't about anything that anybody did for anybody else. What I was most impressed by, talking to Drew, Anthony, and all these people, was that when you combine your efforts to do something for veterans or any cause and your heart's in the right place and all those stars are lined up there for you you can make a real difference one person in a world where nobody else is willing to help like Drew was brought all of us together and I was very honored to be uh, the co-president of his group and I've done a lot beyond this for veterans and I've chosen the field I'm in because it really inspired me. I think what I've learned the most from tragedies like this, be it what happened to Jessica Lynch or 9-11 or anything. You don't want something to change who you are, change your society. You always see it what it's impacted in a bad way. But what I've seen since then, and there's many people right now still that I work with on Twitter, there, you can do a lot more now than you could back in 2001 to make a difference and to really change the narrative on it. Right now a lot of people were upset at people like Jessica Lynch that didn't want the medals, didn't want the accolades. You know, this is a girl that could have, in all sense of the word, she could have gotten a medal on her if she wanted. She was a part of a group and she knew it and I've always respected her 100% for her truth in that In that, you know, you're one person, a part of a team, coordinating things. So, this untold story of Jessica's candle and all of those emails and wishes, I don't know if she ever got it. I don't know if anybody ever gave it to her the way we were going to put it in a book. I think it kind of got to the point where there was so much need for so many people that 
it just kind of got put on the back burner. And I believe at one point Drew and us, we moved so much beyond that on other things that it just wasn't a priority. But there was that amazing time and group of people that started all that. Just, just because the original reason being her, that now all these veterans are getting help. So, she, in many ways, by her honesty and truth, and her community, and these people down there, in that small town of West Virginia, showing what a communal group can be with the power of God working through you, with a sense of divine purpose, and just the spontaneity of things happening when they need to be. It, 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 set the, it set the standard. She really set the standard, and so did Drew, and so did Anthony, and so did Lee Greenwood, and many other people I can mention. And we learned to do it selflessly. We learned to, you know, there were people down there selling t-shirts. There was a guy that came up to us and said, hey, you know, I got 5,000 candles here I want to sell, and if there's a prayer vigil, I want to make $3 a piece on them. You can keep two. <laughs> you know, and we said, no, <laughs> we're not interested in making money. I learned that you do things for those reasons and put your faith in God and always will find something in some way that will that'll even you out, you know. And I wanted to thank all those people that inspired me back then and all the people that worked with me on that, all those projects. Some of them I've speak to on a daily basis and some of them I probably haven't speaking to, spoke to and speaking to, spoke to in 15 years. You can, you can tell I'm tired tonight, but I was sitting here thinking about just in particular I've been doing some of these veterans' causes, and you'll see some guy say, you know, I need money for gas, uh, can you help me out, or I'm going through some PTSD issues. And a lot of this has been started, these groups, by these people I've worked with. So I've seen it blossom like you plant one seed, and you get a flower. From that flower, you get more, and soon you have this beautiful field of flowers one act of kindness and love and now we have this outreach where if anybody needs anything they can very easily get help it's just a beautiful thing and I want to encourage everybody it's not about who you are it's not about the fame and it's not about what you personally can gain from something but from your own outspoken drive to make the world a better place Drew taught me that you know my father taught me that my uncles and all my teachers I've known some pretty damn good people and when I look back on Jessica's candle I look at all those little kids that we helped out then at that time that brought those uh, garden 
ornaments, <laughs> little garden stones up. They're all probably parents now. And I hope that we taught them something about what it means, true patriotism and true, just true humanity. People in groups showing kindness and love to one another. The memorials have since became adapted to more of a larger scale than the angels. It was a point in time where things were still basically grassroots. I loved it. I loved it when it was about the people. And I want to end by thinking about all the people that passed away on 9-11 all the soldiers that fought in Iraq and Afghanistan war, all the people that came back that are facing PTSD issues and pain from their injuries. Just take a moment as I end here and think with warm fondness and love at everything that I've learned from them and thank them for their sacrifice and their service. Good night.